0: Hello, and welcome to Love Monday's Club podcast. I'm your host, Helen, and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence, and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Monday's Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights expert interviews and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace it's time for you to dream big and succeed i want your mondays to be overflowing with inspiration excitement and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Love Mondays Club. So today I am interviewing Debbie Tilly who is an awards strategist and writer and we're going to be talking all about the importance of entering awards, how you can do it, how you can get into this in your business and also why it's so important no matter what stage of business you're in. Before we dive in, Debbie, lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for having on the podcast. Hello, lovely to meet you again Helen and thank you for having me. So for context this is actually our second time at having a go at this podcast isn't it? We had a few technical blips back earlier in the year so second time lucky for us this time. <laughs> So Debbie, would you like to just introduce yourself and maybe tell the listeners a little bit about sort of like your background and, and how you got into doing what you do now? Thank you, Helen. Okay, so I'm Debbie Tilly and I empower, this is
1: going to be my little tagline here, I empower high achieving purpose-led female founders to quit hiding, smash awards and get the recognition that's theirs. So that means greater awareness, greater success and greater impact. You asked how I got into this. Now, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, this can be quite a long story. (laughs) As with all great things in life, entirely by accident. Okay, so back to how I started my career. I did warn you, it's a long story. We'll go for the highlights. (laughs) I started off as an accountant in Manchester. I had a bit of a rough time in my 20s. My mum died of cancer when I was 24. My dad died of cancer when I was 29. And a few months later, I myself was diagnosed with MS. So this was a big realisation. I call it my early life crisis of how short sure life actually is. I clearly packed in my corporate job and I ran off to Thailand to teach English to Burmese orphans and monks. <laughs> Once I've done that, I'm coming back to UK. I moved down to London and I spent the next 10 years or so determined to find that a job that I loved and something that allowed me to fulfill my potential and a job that had a purpose. This was my big thing as well. So I taught English in London. I did my PGCE. I worked um, in editorial for Macmillan Cancer Support. And then eventually I had my daughter, I set up a VA franchise in Bromley. And that was when the franchisor asked me if anyone had experience writing awards for one of their head office clients. And I didn't. but I was willing to give it a go. (laughs) The rest of the day is history. So it was only at the beginning of 2022 that I decided to take the leap. A niche in award writing and I remember at the time everyone then was asking me is that even a thing is there even a market for that and I simply replied well I'm about to find out aren't I <laughs> well what I, what, I guess what I really want to let people know as well is that there is a purpose out there for everybody okay but it just might take you a long time to find it or a bit of time to find it for me Personally, it's taken me 20-odd years, four different jobs, and three different businesses. But now... I feel
0: that I'm here. There's so much variety there, but equally, like definitely, especially from the kind of teaching side there, there's a theme, isn't there, of that creativity, helping people, helping people put themselves out there and things like that. So that's amazing. That's really interesting. And you know what? There's there's so many people I've interviewed and spoken to as well, my clients who have had a very similar route of, you know, going to Southeast Asia, doing the teaching, coming back. Starting a new business and off they go. So. Yeah, I really, I used to be really quite, almost a little bit embarrassed at how many different
1: kind of careers I'd had and how many different jobs I'd had. And I used to think of myself as quite fickle, so always chopping and changing. I was never happy doing what I was doing. Always, always searching. But now I kind of see that having that kind of experience, I have got the experience in accountancy, the business experience, which is a massive help. When you're talking to clients about what are your KPIs and you know, what what's your net profit, what's your gross profit, and they might not know, but you're, you're helping them getting all the statistics in the right order. So, experiencing that, but also the experience in the editorial and even the teaching the English and the big emphasis that we had at McMillan Cancer Sport on playing English and trying to get that reading age down for the audience, which is big in award writing, I would say. Just don't use, yeah, try to use words as small as possible. Try to get it all down as plain as possible. You're not going to patronize your readers. Okay, They don't want to see whatever fancy words you can possibly get out. This is not the time for you to getting out your dictionary and find, like the fanciest word or jargon that you can possibly use because the judges are not going to have a clue what you're talking about and they're not going to
0: reach for their dictionary to find out. They'll just stick you in the mid instead. Yeah, do you know what it's 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 really interesting. So we're we're gonna talk so much more about awards in a minute, but something you just said there, I think, is so relatable. Like when you said about kind of feeling almost like a bit like guilty or fickle or like not wanting to kind of talk about the fact you jumped around jobs so much. And like I remember this, like when I first sort of went into employment, there was always that feeling of like, don't have a gap on your CV, don't move around too much, you know, because it looks like you're not committing. And I don't know about you, but that's why in the end for me self-employment was the best option because I also job hopped so much in my early 20s like god once every six months I think I was trying something new. As bad as bad as you. Uh, yeah I mean look I was fresh out of university you know um but I did the same thing worked in a bit of a corporate setting that I went and taught abroad and then came back and also worked for a charity. So it's so funny how these these paths parallel. But yeah, I think that that is the kind of exciting beauty, isn't it, of running your own job as well and having your own business is you can kind of chop and change and mix things up a little bit. And as long as it's working for your clients and you've got an income coming in, you don't really have to explain it or answer to Definitely. I think I used to see it as like a real weakness, especially when
1: you see other people saying like, yeah, I've got 20 years experience doing this. I've worked for 30 odd years doing that. And you're like, oh, my God, I think the max I kind of reached in any one job was seven years, which is quite an achievement. (laughs) <laughs> for me, that was a cancer scene, for it all went a bit doopy dong. But now, I see it as my superpower. So I've got such a varied. Experience of different things, and it all comes together in award writing. Because it's not just about writing, and it's not just about business, and then coaching and helping people understand how they can get themselves into position, best possible position to enter awards themselves. So it's
0: all it all comes together. Finally, finally, it's all crystallized. Let's talk a little bit more about this. So, can you tell us a bit more about kind of like what the awards industry is? Because I know, like for example, for myself. I only really discovered the whole awards industry maybe about a year two years ago so for people who maybe don't know much about it can you tell us sort of what it's about why people should be looking into it and getting involved?
1: There are so many awards out there now there are thousands and thousands so a lot of people come to me and they seem me as like an expert on like every award that's out there I'm not I would really like to meet the person who was. There's so many. This can be tricky because some of them are more prestigious than others. But you just need to be aware of the ones that are run as scams. And there are red flags to look out for these. Especially when you're contacted saying, Oh, you've won this award. That'll, That'll cost you £249 and we'll send you a trophy or something like that. Little hidden extras, things like that. So it's always good to be aware of that. But generally... Awards can be a massive benefit to your business. I mean, there's so many different benefits from entering awards. The biggest one, I feel, is credibility. Okay, So clients, they want to trust you. And an award is like an independent sort of review and a stamp of approval. It kind of demonstrates your industry expertise. And we all know the whole kind of like no like, trust, massive, so, you know, awards. Tick. And then there's your brand awareness. It's like you're seeing the more people see you, the more people know you, the more they trust you, and the more they're likely to do business with you. And there's the whole free marketing that comes along with that. So you'll get like a nice little logo to share. You know, stick it on your email signature. Write a couple of blogs. Throw it all across social media. It's a fantastic marketing tool to get you out and about. There, these three benefits alone, these will increase custom, and that might mean more sales, higher profits. But crucially, especially for purpose-led businesses, that simply means you are helping more. It's increasing your reach. You're getting to impact more, and that's what you're in business for. Because you want to help more. You want to. Change the world, for for one of a better word, and this will help you do it. It will help you get your word out there. So, you know, for those entrepreneurs who have those big ambitions, this will definitely help you to impact more. Along with awards, it's the opportunities, it's the new business connections, new business ventures, those higher-profile speaking gigs, those higher-value clients, and they also get all those people who've previously kind of shunned you. They'll suddenly be ringing you up and like asking for like you know can we meet up for coffee and cake you know at your convenience so you kind of like oh yeah now you want to talk to me but now you're the expert you know and it's even more so if you're in a, really in a business that's got staff employees awards massively help things like staff morale and retention and attracting people to your business if you're looking to recruit and this is even more important if you're looking to attract the sort of younger crowd, millennials and Generation Z because they see especially that ethics and having pride in your company and all those employee benefits and well-being initiatives. They want to see that and they they need to see that to even consider working for you. But more than anything, it's confidence. You know, It's the confidence that it gives you to raise your rates, to launch new services, to do whatever it is you've been
0: procrastinating over. Amazing. So many benefits. So I think though, kind of speaking from my own personal experience, like when I was sort of just starting out on my business, honestly, I probably felt like I was too much of a small fish. I thought, what have I done? You know, how like why why should I be entering awards or why should I be getting involved in these things? So like what advice would you give to people on like when they should start applying for awards? Like when are you ready almost? It
1: really varies because there's masses of startup awards out there and they're interested in businesses usually within the first three years of startup. There's lots of things out there. But what I would say, I mean, one of the benefits of applying for an award is it's almost like a business MOT. If you're not sure, have a look at an award that you would like to be entering, that you would like to be winning, and have a go at answering those questions and see How much you've got to um, write down is almost a business MOT kind of highlights all the fantastic things that you have done. You kind of oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, just you keeping a record of these things. Going oh my gosh, how many people were at those speaking gigs or on those webinars or how many of these have I done? Counting up things that you've achieved and they but also highlights little areas where thinking oh yeah, I should do something in that. that's perhaps something that I need to do more of yeah I haven't really got anything to write about that it all very much de- depends I mean last year I entered a client for the enterprise vision awards and she was at a stage where she hadn't even got like one year of accounts but she had such a purpose and such a mission and it was incredible and we wrote this award and I was kind of like Okay, I don't think you're gonna win. You haven't actually done it yet. <laughs> Have you done any of the stuff that you're kinda of planning to do? But she got shortlisted and that was that was fantastic. So so now she she's kinda of like, okay, I realise I need to do all of these things. And then I need to come back because I'm determined to win this. (laughs) I was like, yes, that's fantastic. So I
0: I think even just entering that really showed her what she needed to do. There's definitely a theme here with like the things you've said is like, ultimately, it always comes back to that feeling of like, giving you more confidence in in your own business isn't it and it's funny just now we were talking weren't we about how like both you and I kind of hopped around jobs and and you know did different things before we do what we do now and I think one thing back then is that your CV is always up to date Like <laughs> you're always you know like your CV does act as almost like your kind of I don't know career MOT like your checklist of what you've been doing and yeah like every I mean again like I say I embarrassingly admit every six months mine was being updated in The early days. That's one of the things, isn't it? Like when you run your own business, a CV kind of becomes irrelevant. Like, okay, we we have. I'd say we have different variations of this. We have like our about us pages on our websites and work with me and things like that. But it's still not quite that kind of going through and actually, you know, because that's what a CV is, isn't it? You're trying to prove how good you are at what you do in the experience you've had, and you kind of lose that when you work for yourself and the confidence you get. Yeah, you do definitely. I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, if if I had to like. With my CV
1: now, like oh, Jesus Christ, it's been so out of date. I've been like, oh my god, yeah, like, yeah. In a way, writing an award entry it's sim- very similar to writing a cover letter. That you would have done for jobs because you know, you've got to, you've got to hit all that criteria, for showing what you've done. But also, you know, I always say with award entries, it's it has to be a combination of story. You've got to have a good, fantastic story, but uh, but you've also got to include stats. You can't just talk all kind of airy-fairy about how fantastic you are and how much you got. you got to back it up with some stats, you know. And I always say as well, you know, don't just talk about how many talks you've given or something like that, but talk about, you know, how many people you've educated or inspired or, like, the total numbers are at those talks or webinars or things like that. So all thinking about impact that's a big thing
0: but yeah. And I think I think that's an interesting one so like you know when I have myself looked at like all these different award applications they always want you to submit evidence so can you tell us a little bit more about like what kind of evidence are they looking for?
1: I would say with with the sporting documents try to make it as visual as possible because that really helps to bring your entry to life you know because these poor judges you know, they're sat there with a big stack of awards entries and you know they read over and what i say about writing is try to make it as readable and as scannable as possible because they don't want to wade through pages and pages of like text and long paragraphs and you know so bullet points because they're just going to be scanning through it if you submit some supporting evidence you know photos videos things like that you know a lot of people submit long list of testimonials if you can get some video testimonials I mean that's fantastic because you know it's almost like third party verification of how awesome you are (laughs) really and they're there you can't really and it helps to bring it all to life rather than just being a, a few words on a page some awards they say different things they want as supporting evidence so i know some awards they particularly want financial information. i always like to submit like create a document that has a a lot of photos in it it'll have a bit of a graph created of increasing customer numbers or revenue or what have you bullet points of important bits so it's a little bit of a
0: combo of all that but you really want to kind of get the judges emotionally invested really that i think is something that could maybe and i say this from my own personal experience like i think again when you're in the early stages of your business that can the whole financial side of it i think can be quite intimidating and you know sort of especially because you're sharing kind of personal information as well so let's say if you're applying for like these Earlier entry awards like a startup award or something like that how important are the financial side of it
1: again varies loads because with the with the enterprise vision awards with this um client who didn't even did you have any finances whatsoever. I was kind of like you even got like one set of accounts like no I phoned them up and I asked them and they were like no, you know, we don't care. We're all interested in the story. And I know it's a similar thing with um, the Great British Entrepreneur Awards. I think they're very story-focused. I mean, you do want to be peppering your award entry with stats, some stats in there. So I guess kind of referencing growth, like you might want to say, you know, we've had X percentage of growth, you know, turnovers, this, this, that, and the other. But they do not want evidence. You're not going to be submitting your account whereas i believe other awards they are a bit more kind of like okay we you need to upload some financial information but even with those you can ask them okay what exactly will you take because some of them i think are more stringent than others some just want a little bit of information they mainly just want to check that you're solvent. <laughs> I know I asked recently about we're just checking that you're solvent. Yeah, you know, we don't want to be giving an award to a company that's about to go under. I think mean, that's that's their main fear. Whereas other ones they do want to see, you know, the higher profile ones where you're up against like the big boys,
0: they do want to see how many millions or what have you. How do people go about finding awards? Because like you said when we started, there are literally thousands of them. So if you're sort of thinking about, you know, expanding your marketing, looking at PR opportunities, like where do we find them a
1: great thing to do is to check out what your competitors are doing it's always good to see what they're up to and then there are some fantastic awards lists on the boost website so have a look on there and they'll list things by industry by region by international or what have you and list by you know leaders whether you want awards for business leaders or awards for you know businesses, so that's a great starting point. They don't have everything. That's a bit more kind of like keep an eye out on LinkedIn. This is where it's a great thing to be looking at what your competitors are doing, and especially if you're um, looking to increase your profile within a local area, get connected with some local um, I don't know publications, magazines, your local chamber, local things like that, because those can go a little bit under the radar. At times,
0: and also as well, I guess there's always the curiosity of like, who are the judges? <laughs> who who are the people that sit behind making these decisions? What what would you say for that? Yeah, again,
1: varies. It's, oh, I'm like saying it over and over again. It varies massively. I know with some awards, they a great indicator of an award is how transparent they are about these things. You know, some awards will literally have up on their website. Here are our judges. So when you're looking at which awards you want to enter, you might want to look at okay, let's let's see who these judges are. You know, are these people that I respect, that I aspire to? That you know, are they big names, or you kind of like mm, I've got a clue who any of those people are? You know, that may be an indicator that may help you decide whether you want to go for it or not. But an award should tell you they should give you information on that if they're not transparent about the whole process that can be a red flag and if there's, and then if they're not kind of open to questions and clearly laid out criteria if their criteria is a bit kind of like mm, it's a bit confusing a bit ambiguous and they're not open to questions about that then that can also be a bit of a red flag see? all the good in inverted commas good words awards that I've um Spoken to, they've always been happy to answer questions and advise you on which is the best category and things like that.
0: Out of curiosity, so obviously you you work with lots of people, helping them to kind of write their applications and exploring different awards. So, in your experience, what would you say is one of the biggest, like sort of most common mistakes you see people make when it comes to awards? Waffle. <laughs>
1: Finally <laughs> waffle and long long sentences oh my gosh sometimes I, I read an award entry and the sentence is going on for line after line after line and this is just one sentence okay thinking oh break it up break it up make it more readable okay it should be short sentences Short words, short paragraphs. Break it all up as much as possible. Use some bullet points. Bullet points are awesome because <laughs> not only do they break it up, but they can also save loads of words, things like that, and make it just make it more um, personable and readable. I always like writing a lot of entries in the first person, so you're talking about I or you know we did this rather than you know it seems so when you refer to a business so impersonal you want know, the judges to be kind of like oh this is actually a real human person and that's why i always say to use contractions things like can't instead of cannot or we've instead of we have you know things like that it just makes it more friendly make it reminds the judges that you are actually
0: a person <laughs> and I think it's I mean this this is also just kind of general copywriting tips isn't it it's sort of like don't use the royal we don't kind of sort of inflate the size of these things in the background like take ownership of it and be like I me, this is what I do so yeah of thing. no definitely I definitely am yeah, a big thing about taking ownership that
1: using the active tense rather than passive tense so not things like you know oh Five employees were recruited. It's like, no, well, by who? Who <laughs> did that? You know? So I recruited these five employees, or well, I did this, or we did this, you know, that like taking ownership. These things just didn't magically happen, which I think a lot of them. It wasn't an I accident. No, know, know. it's like turnover just then go not go, turn turnover increase. Oh, it's kind of like, okay how, who, by who, like, what? Well, what I, you know, we drove turnover, you know, taking that kind of like making it
0: clear that what you did helped to achieve this. <laughs> and you know, again, this totally comes back to this thing about confidence, doesn't it? Like, I think, I think for me, like awards, looking at awards, applying for awards has become kind of a part of my marketing strategy, but also a bit of my kind of mindset as well strategy of just you know, I think is there's nothing, nothing more valuable than sitting there and just reflecting on like what you've achieved in your business, all you've done. Because again, I think so many of us when we run our own businesses, all we're ever doing is thinking about the next two weeks, six months, the three year plan, the five year plan, like where's it all heading? And it's so easy to forget what you've done, and also how much you've done in a short space of time. Like, there's no one more productive than an ambitious entrepreneur, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's why I always am a big advocate for the whole, like, create, um, keeping a gratitude journal it's just fantastic it's just a fantastic record of what you've actually done what you've actually achieved but actually you're know, getting you thinking about it and then when you come to an applying award it's like check out your gratitude journal check that out and that'll have loads of things to put in your award you'll be like oh my god yeah i forgot that i did this oh yeah
0: oh yeah i do achieve that oh get me <laughs> and also as well you know i think so often when we have like big dreams in our businesses like there's so many thought processes that go through it isn't there there's the ex- excitement there's the doubt will it work and I think for me I so I do keep a little diary of just like what's going on in my brain today sort of thing it's so funny and interesting to look back even like three months six months where I maybe first had the idea of something that's now part of my day-to-day business and how back then I was like oh but what about this and will it work and I'm not sure. But now in the present day, know, all those thoughts are gone. I don't even think about that at all. And I think it's such an interesting reflection, like we say, isn't it? To be like, you know, look what I've done in that short space of time, kind of without even really realizing it or recognizing yeah, it. I think, I think when you're running a business, your mind is always on, okay, but
1: next month, where? Where's the turnover going to come from next month? You know, I need to need doing some lead gen. I need to do. I need to get on marketing. I need to do. do, do. And you forget about what happened last week because that's that's not important anymore. It's like what's happening next week, <laughs> right now. There wasn't that one the deadline that's happening. Like at three PM today.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for staying, Debbie. Like I think I could talk to you about this so much more. Like even if we just, I think you know, both with backgrounds of English teaching as well, there's so much nitty gritty we could go into just about wording and the way people kind of describe themselves and things like that. But we do have to wrap up for today. So what I would love to ask you, just as a final question, is what is the biggest? So imagine, I guess you know, some of our listeners here might not have applied towards before, or might be kind of on the fence about whether it's the right time for them or if they want to do it. So what would be like your number one piece of advice for, for people out there with awards? I think the number one piece of advice
1: would be simply go for it and make the, make the most, okay? You may not be successful first time. Most people are, but keep tweaking, keep trying again, see what you could be doing better, see what it is that you're doing well and do that. And most of the benefits of awards you get purely through being shortlisted. OK, not through actually winning the award in terms of like the brand awareness, the opportunities. Duh, 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 duh. And don't be afraid. Would you if you are shortlisted? There's a lot of award entrants out there who keep quiet about it. And it frustrates me so much because it's not an all or nothing thing. OK, you want to be shouting about it and also self-nominate. So many people just wait to be nominated and if they're not nominated they think that's because they're rubbish (laughs) and then there's so many people and they wait and then if they do get nominated by someone else that might be two days before the deadline now you've got two days to write your entry and if you'd self-nominated you at the very start yourself they the very start you've had six weeks to write
0: your entry <laughs> six weeks generally will produce a better entry than like two days that sounds like yeah it's it's that whole thing isn't it, again about like in your writing but also in your action taking like take ownership of it like be proud of what you're doing and shout it from the rooftops because like we've got to be our biggest kind of advocates really haven't we yeah absolutely and th-
1: tell you what the one one last thing i would say that i mentioned to so many entrepreneurs like business owners Corporate social responsibility. It's not enough purely to be wildly successful, as, as nice as that is. You know, that alone, you're not going to be winning any awards in 2023. You have to be giving back nowadays, okay? And it's not just environmental, okay? So think about the three three pillars of sustainability. That's the environment, social and economic. So award organizers is very often a question asking specifically, what have you been doing in your community? And a lot of business owners fall short on this one because they're kind of thinking, oh, I've kind of been a bit busy running my own business to be doing anything in my community or anything to like, you know, thinking about, you know, sustainable this or recyclable this or how I can help the next generation or da-da-da. But you need to be that because that makes a massive difference, massive difference when it comes to winning awards.
0: And I also think, though, like just to add to that is that, you know, a lot of us do, I don't know, from maybe like the economic side or social side of it. A lot of us do. I mean, I know a lot of listeners here are sort of teachers and tutors or come from an education background. And I think that for lots of them without even realizing they are giving so much to their communities all the time. Like I see so many people out there on social media, like providing free resources and support and answering questions. And like all this sort of stuff, I think is really powerful in terms of that kind of proof, you know, of like how you're helping people, not just, not just your paying clients. But again, I think especially for teachers, we're so used to just giving and helping and supporting it's like a default thing that like actually doesn't get celebrated enough as well yeah no definitely definitely need to be mentioning
1: all that because that clearly being on the whole social side of it how much pro bono work how, how much mentoring you know what are you doing to help the next generation to to help people in the community yeah people need to be keeping a record of that and shouting about that as well don't just be kind of like oh that's what we do that's you know
0: (laughs) good stuff so Debbie, do you want to tell us how people can get in touch with you? So if anyone's listening, thinking that maybe they want to enter awards, they want some support and help with their applications, please let us know, how can you help people and how can they get in touch with you? Right, so in terms
1: of help that I provide, I can write applications from scratch, but I can also review applications which you have written yourself and provide feedback on that, focusing on language, structure and evidence, which is another biggie people often forget to include evidence in their written application if you want to find me I'm over at uh, www.debbietilly.co.uk nice and simple uh, you can also sign up for my monthly newsletter so I send a newsletter out every month all about what awards are open right now that's a fantastic way just to kind of keep it and it won't be all of the awards my newsletter's not that long Okay, it'll just be, you know, maybe 10 or so awards, the biggies are open right now. Every now and then, I do run a free award writing masterclass as well. There's not arranged right now, but I am looking at arranging one for July. So sign up, follow me on um, social media, you'll be in with the news. Talking about social media, I tend to hang out on LinkedIn. So please come and connect with me there. Oh, and just to say, actually, in terms of the award-writing masterclasses and the newsletter, a lot of people think that, oh, well, award season is over now. It's drawing to an end. And I think the peak, a lot of awards, yes, that's true, but award season is not over. It is never, ever over, okay? For starters, we've got things like the SME London Awards, deadline September. We've got the national f entrepreneur hashtag i also uh 100 campaign Uh, i think that deadline's in september there's a whole pile of local chambers awards opening up all over the place i know some are opening up this month some are opening up in october ones that are on my radar so they're all over the place and the fsb awards as well will also be opening around october november time normally and that's even without getting into industry-specific awards. So don't
0: get me started. <laughs> Everyone's furiously scribbling these down, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no. Sign, up. Sign up for the newsletter and I'll keep you updated. <laughs> amazing thank you and also if you're listening um all the links everything we've talked about today so links to debbie's socials and website um and also the boost website you talked about with the links for all the different awards that is also all in the show notes for you as well so debbie thank you so much for coming on today i'm so glad we managed to do this episode and we're second time lucky for it actually i think it's actually third time lucky isn't it maybe it's our third. I can't remember. It was a while ago. (laughs) But it was so lovely to have you on. And um, yeah, I look forward to hopefully welcoming you back in the future as well. Awesome. Thank you very much, Helen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.